Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, welcome to the STG Podcast, where we speak to business owners, entrepreneurs, and people in fitness and health. Today, we have Eddie Torres. He's returning back from episode two, and he's also returning from Washington. Uh, Things have changed a lot in his life. COVID changed a lot of people's lives, and uh, he's going to dive into that and the reason why he changed careers. So hopefully today we all learn something.
that's more hustling than ever because you try to land a job as a coach at a gym, there's limited hours, there's limited classes. So classes are smaller. Classes are smaller. Jim's not making enough money. So in reality, a lot of these trainers are actually starting to do more training on the side for, uh, you know, their means of income. So, you know, a gym can only provide, uh, as an example, in Washington, I was doing six, seven classes or five to six classes a day, five days a week. But on top of that, I was doing personal training as well. So I was putting in a good amount of money coming in. Um, but now you got two things going on. You got people that are afraid to go to the gym. So therefore, they're just working out at home. And then you got people going to the gym, but limited classes and limited people that can come in. Yeah, I've so. noticed a lot of people, like, well, they're doing time slots. So it's like, oh, okay. Uh, for these time slots, you can schedule to be in this class, and if someone drops out, we'll give you a call, and it's, it really doesn't work Mm-mm. because everyone's schedule is different. It's so, been a mess. Yeah. It really has. I, I mean, back home – or not back home. I'm back home now. Back <laughs> in Washington. Uh, yeah, I still got to get used to that. Yeah. But back in Washington at the gym, um, it's been – it's crazy because, you know, it, the, the the person who is in charge of – Getting the people organized into the classes. I mean, you're talking about a gym that has 300 members. Okay. So you got 300 members, but you can only fit 10 per class. Right. Versus we were at like 20 people per class. I mean, that's a big thing. And so, and they can only do three classes a week. Oh, because you got to fit everybody else in. Yes. And so what that causes is a big mess because then everybody tries to kind of go in at the same time, but then some some people aren't able to get in and others get too many. And it's just, it's a mess right now, man. But honestly, it's, uh, it's all right, you know, because I've been doing this a long time. And like I was telling you before we started this whole thing, uh, you know, it's close to 10 years now that I've been a coach and coaching is... A job where it's not about how you teach a squat or teach a deadlift or teach a power clean or teach people to run and things like that. Coaching is about the relationship that you form with a person. You know, this person comes into the gym looking for one thing and they're looking for either losing weight because they want to look better or they want to gain weight, muscle size, things like that, things of that nature. Um, But Whatever their motive is, there's an insecurity behind it all. They feel insecure in, a, in a, some sort of way, and they're trusting you as the trainer to provide them with the knowledge for them to get into shape. However, in order to do that, me as a coach, me as a trainer, I got to make sure I form a relationship with you. So if there's one thing that I've learned these last 10 years in this industry is I wouldn't say necessarily how to read people, but how to interact with people the right way. I mean, I've, I've met all kinds of people of all sides of this world and it's, and that's one thing at the end of the day, everybody's pretty much the same when it comes down to certain things, but you have to treat people differently according to what the reasoning behind it all. I'll give you an example real quick. This one lady before I left never would have thought 
this was the case. But right before I left, she tells me, hey, Eddie, I wanted to talk to you about something. You know, this is the last class I have with you. And it's a bit personal. And she even told her husband, hey, I want to talk with him, you know, just privately. You know, so he understood. He was like, okay, no worries. So we go to, she, you know, puts me to the side and we talk. And we're talking about a 40-year-old woman who has kids and, you know, she's, she's, uh, she works and just a normal, you know, gym goer. Her thing was practically giving me such a big thank you for being her coach for the limited time, limited amount of time that I had her because she goes to say that for the last 20 something years, she's been terrified of entering the gym. And the reason being is because her stepfather back when she was younger was very hard on them. And they actually used working out as almost like a punishment. So she was always had this insecurity of working out. Yeah. So and she found out how to, how to change that weapon. Exactly. And she comes into this CrossFit gym and she sees all these people throwing weights around and getting, you know, intense and all this. And me, I, I, I saw her and all I saw was some, a, a very timid lady that just needs a little bit of guidance and some soft talk and to, and, and some motivation. The way I'm going to train you is going to be differently. How I'm going to train her. So she just goes to tell me the story of how, where she was at and all this stuff. And I was astounded by it. I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And she just said, Eddie, I really want to thank you because I never thought I could step foot into a gym again. And you really have truly made me stronger, not body wise, but mentally to continue to come in here and to continue to achieve my goals. So don't stop what you're doing. So that kind of messed with my brain a little bit because I'm like, man, I do my job so well. But then I thought about it. I was like, but that's the thing right there. Being a police officer is giving back to the community, especially with everything that's going on in the world with this whole thing with police. And (laughs) being a cop is not an easy job. Being a good cop, right? Uh And I feel that if there's one thing that's important about being a police officer, even though I'm not one yet, but I feel that you are more importantly going to have to interact with people in that sense than anybody else. Our friend Juan, who's a firefighter, he even was, we were talking about this and he was like, who's the first person to arrive on scene of anything? I'm like, yeah, you're right. Police officers. Even there's a fire. Whatever the case may be, first person on scene yeah, is a police officer. Yeah, they, you know, they secure the area. They tape off. They all these different traffic, things. They're, right? they're doing a thousand one different. But I mean, at the same time, you got you might have an accident, and there's a mother, there's a child, and that that police officer has to conform to that person and 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 cater to that person at that moment in time. But at the same time, they need to flip a switch, and in case there's there's a bad guy. You know, so it's a tough job, but I've learned that, that I feel that what I've learned the last 10 years as working with hundreds and I mean, I've worked with thousands of people. I mean, I really have because I'm not a personal trainer. I teach group set group, group classes. So I've had hundreds, maybe thousands of people that I've trained. And if there's one thing that I've learned is that, that how to relate to people 
how to interact with people. And I feel like that's really going to carry over into this new line of business that I'm going to get into. So. No, it's dope. Um, it's interesting because, I mean, as long as I've known you, you've always been military police. It's always, it's always been those kind of things that you've gravitated towards. Like mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, that's even why you even told me you got into CrossFit because it was, uh, you're planning on joining the military and that's what you wanted to do. And then you ended up getting into coaching and that's what you ended up loving to do. Right. And so, I mean, I think it's kind of a, a thing where it's all coming back full circle. Right. I mean, I can almost say that maybe, you know, 10 years ago, I could have been anything, right? I could have gone to the military. I could have been a police officer. I could have been a cop, firefighter, any of those things. But <laughs> I'm a much more mature person now than I was 10 years ago. And I feel like I, I can do the job now way better in a more patient understanding way than I could have 10 years ago. Because yeah, 10 years ago, yeah, 10 years ago, I was, you know, I, you look at me the wrong way and I'm going to flip, you know, yeah, and yeah, now it's more high, mm-hmm, yeah. very high strong. And that's why now it's, if, if anything, you know, cause I've, <laughs> I've had people that I've coached that it's like, I just want to wring your neck right now, but I've learned to step back. Let them learn on their own sometimes, you know, and I remember, you know, there's been situations, even us when we were growing up, where we've had experiences with certain police officers or they just, they seem not to understand that we're just kids, right? But at the same time, I've met others that they do seem to understand. And I remember this one time we were out there at Geiger Key at the end, we were doing a bonfire. I don't know if you were there or not, but there must have been like five, ten sheriffs that walked out back there. And, of course, we were all drinking. We were all, you know. And I remember him specifically saying, he goes, look, guys, I don't care that you're out here drinking. I was young, too. I understand. You guys are trying to have fun. I'm not here to ruin your fun. But please, if you're drinking, don't drive because I don't want to have to scrape you off the ground tonight. I believe I was there that night. You might have been there. And that's one of those things that, you know, a cop can be your best friend in that sense because they need to be understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to realize that not every single person you're going to encounter is going to be a crook. People make mistakes. And I do believe that people do deserve second chances because I've seen it firsthand where somebody does something, they learn from the mistake and they've gotten a second chance and they've done better. But I've also seen people get three and four chances and they haven't learned. So 50 and 30. (laughs) Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like I said, it's not an easy job, but if there's one character trait, personality trait that I feel that a police officer should have is that patience virtue of being a critical thinker when it needs when you need to be, but at the same time, it's not easy, but you got to be quick at, at to see what this person is about. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are just having a bad day. Some people are just at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and that's what I feel that I've learned these last 10 years as being a CrossFit coach, because like I said, CrossFit is not easy. You've done it with me. People get emotional because their bodies are receiving a high level of stress, which your body can handle high levels of stress. It's not pain. I usually say that in a workout. It's not pain that you're feeling. 
is discomfort, and your body can handle high levels of discomfort. Right. But when you're when you're uncomfortable, the body the person tends to react to the discomfort. Whether whatever level of fitness you're yeah, at, you just gotta push through. Exactly. Yeah. And some people have different ways of doing that. You know, some people react to the coaching in a good way. Some people don't. You know. So, but that's where you kind of because I've caught myself in those places where I'm like, man, all I'm doing is trying to help this person. You know, but later on they come in around and they thank you and they, you know, Hey, sorry for how I reacted or, you know, so you, that's like I said, it's one of those things that I feel like I've really learned is just knowing how to cope with people. And I, I want to say that maybe I'll change my mind once I'm out of the Academy, but I do feel like that's one of those things that's going to help me gain a lot of knowledge when I'm in the Academy. So, yeah. Uh, so you went from military to CrossFit, I think you were firefighter in between. Firefighting was actually before all of that. Okay. Yeah, I did uh, with Juan. I was I did uh, volunteer. Right. And yeah, we were like sixteen, seventeen. Right. Yeah. So turning eighteen, my dad passes away. Um, that took a toll on me. Um, I couldn't go to volunteer anymore because I just didn't have the time. I had to work. I had to get two jobs. All these kinds of stuff that was happening in my life at the time. All right. So that's where the whole military thing came into play. I was like, the military is going to pay everything for you. And as far as military goes, I wanted to go special forces. I wanted to be a SEAL or I was going to be Green Beret. So I was, you know, and like the whole thing about all this firefighting, military, police, it's it's that discipline of knowing that you're putting, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you believe in past lives, but... I just have that warrior ethos in me, you know, and it's like, I just feel that I need to fight for something. You know, there's, I, I always say this, there's three types of people in the world. There are sheeps, there are wolves, and then there's the sheep dog. And I put this on my alpha ethics page the other day. And there's certain people in the religious aspects, you know, that I've talked to and they like to really talk about turning the other cheek. And I get that at certain times, yes, you do need to turn the other cheek. There are certain battles that you just can't enter because you're going to lose them. You got to pick your battles. But I also feel that there are people born in this world that are just meant to do that right there, which is to protect. If you're not going to do it, then I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Whether that be going to Afghanistan, fighting for our country, or fighting within our walls right here as the shield of the country as, as a police officer or going to that car accident and rescuing that child and mother and father from that, from that burning car or that burning building. There's certain people that just have that in them. And firefighting for me was, it was cool. I liked it, but I felt like in firefighting, there was just more, there was just one thing. Uh, and I wanted to do more, uh, as a firefighter, I felt like, you only get called to those types of scenarios. And as a police officer, I feel like there's a lot broader spectrum of, of things that I will do. Yeah. Well, our fire department, I think we ended up merging with the EMT. So now all the firefighters do the, right. the medic work. So yeah, and that's the main thing. And, and that's with fire insight. And I don't want to say that medical is not something that I don't like. But, I, you know, 
like I said, there's there there takes a certain type of human being to do that, you know. And I and I will be honest, I as a police officer or even in the military, if somebody's shot up, I can come, I can apply a tourniquet, I can try to do my best to to keep this person alive and and care for them until those paramedics, EMTs, firefighters arrive. Because now it's out of my hands and now it's in their hands. And I'm not going to lie, that takes that takes a beautiful soul to, you know, hold somebody's life in your hands. And they could live or they could die. And that's that's not – it's just like a doctor, right? You know, and, and I'm not going to say I can't take that. But it's just that line of scope for me. I just kind of want to make it broader. So I want to respond to different things. Like if there's a burglar, okay, I'm there. If there's a chase, uh, you know, if somebody's – getting speeding. Okay. I want to be there. If there's an accident, okay, I'll be there. If there's a fire. Okay. I'll be there. If there's a shooting. Okay. I'll be there. That mm-hmm. I feel like that's more of the spectrum that I'm looking for because that would be the same thing as far as the military goes, uh, in a, of course, in a much bigger way, but you know, special forces, these guys are more than just going out there and playing war games. I mean, these guys are, they're medics. They're, you know, they're, they're, no, they're they, recon. They're, they're doing all kinds of different things, right. you know, specialists in every field. Exactly. So that's kind of the, the way that I go with it. And so it's funny, like, that's what, that's why I was like, okay, well, if I want to be special forces, I'm going to, I'm going to get into CrossFit because that's going to get me into shape. Right. Well, one thing led to another and, you know, I kind of got dragged into it and I kind of, I'm not going to say dragged into it because I did enjoy it. I loved the whole thing, I really, I, I didn't see the, what could, what the outcome could be in the next 10 years. I was living in the moment. I really thought that I could get somewhere really big. And you still can. I'm not going to say you can't. But things in this life come and go for you, you know? It, it's, and one of those things that I've learned, it's kind of like if you believe in God and if you believe in a higher power, it's almost like God said, okay, well, your your this chapter that you're on is is over. It's time to move on to the next. It's probably not even a chapter. It's probably a whole book. Right. I'm like on a new book right now, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Mentally, physically, it's you know book two. The it's next book saga. two. The yeah. next saga. It really is because even physically, I mean, I've always been about competitive training. Competitive training. We were talking about that in the last pack box last podcast. It wasn't even that long ago, right? You know and. Competitive training and and getting into that world is great and all, but it, it, once again, it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of work, and it takes a special type of person to be in that place. And it's just not for me. It's just really not. I'm a great athlete, you know, but I don't have the the control of these outside events to basically maneuver me into that right direction to be this competitive athlete. And then at the end of the day, okay, well, let's say I do become a competitive athlete. Well, what do I do afterwards? Because yeah. that has a shelf. All this stuff has a shelf. But I feel that being a police officer, it doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I start out, you can move up, move up, move up, move up. Because that's the one thing with me. I'm not just going to be a police officer. I'm trying to get into... All scope of work in there. I want to get into undercover work. I want to be a detective. I want to get into the SWAT team. I want to get it all done. You know, I mean, I want to get as far as even becoming a chief if I, if I can, you know, so it's, it's, I got, I got a, I'm not going to take it lightly. You know, I'm, I'm about to be 30 years old and it's like, okay, I got the next 25 years to see what I can do. Right. And then think about it. I'm th- about to be 30. 
I'll be 29 next month. I'll be in the academy by the age of 30. I'm done. I'll be retiring at the age of 55, 56. You know, and that at that point, I can do whatever I want. You know, yeah, I got so a check coming in every month, and I can still coach people. I can still train people. I can still you can still live a whole other life. Exactly. So, take advantage. Anybody that's listening out there, you know, take just because you're 30, that doesn't mean your life's over. This is the beginning. No, this is this is this is absolutely the beginning. I mean, I just started doing all this stuff, getting into um, the businesses that I want to start. I'm starting to do that now. It's, uh, right. You look at people who have kids. You look at people who've gotten married at 2021, 20, and they haven't really accomplished much because you know they've been focused in on that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look at them. Look at their 10 years versus my next 10 years. Who's going to who's gonna be on, you know? That's true. I mean... Who's building? Who's building the most? It's true. I mean, you, you, a lot of people grow up too fast, right? You know, and... They do what their parents told them to do. They do what they think. Uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. They... Well, what's that quote? Uh, who said that? Most people... Was that Denzel? I can't remember who said it, but most people that fail in life... Mm-hmm. Or they fail because they listen to their friends and family. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought you was about to do some training day shit or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, I got to watch that movie right now. Yeah. No, I love that movie. But yeah, man. No, it's... it's. There's... No one no one can tell you what to do with your clock. You know? Everybody's at... A, at there's different... I mean, when I think about the way that things have gone with you, every... What? three, four years, something else comes up and you're like, all right, Mm. let me me do this. Let me do that. And with me, I've changed. I mean, I ain't really changed that much, but every, every so often, you know, I had McDonald's, then I was working at the tax collector and now I'm into my, my second stage. And with me, it's like a a seven year uh, itch, you know? So I was at McDonald's for eight years. I've been at the working for the DMV for the last seven, and now I'm ready to go into the next stage. And I think right. that I, you're right there in that same pocket. You know, you did CrossFit for ten years. Mm-hmm. You were doing the the uh, fire academy for yep. what? It was like a couple years. Yeah, but you know, it was around the same time period. It's though. funny that you say that because it, you know I, I get into that world too, where there's this thing where they explain. The, the whole seven year thing that you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, uh, Elliot says that, you know, he, it's a few things that he studies and he's like showed it to us and he, uh, talks about how every seven years you go through a cycle. Right. And so I've been doing CrossFit since I was 20. Right. Well, coaching, but really the mindset that I'm on right now, when I was 27 is when it started. When I was 27 is when all this, like, I felt there was something, like, I was holding on to it for, for like, it was trying to slip out of my hands, and I kept trying to grab it and grab it and grab it. That's when I opened up, too. Yeah. Opened up my own gym, and it, it's like, you're forcing it. And at the end of the day, and that's fine because it's you can't just one, one day to the next just be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. You have to go through your cycles, you know, day and night. That's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's called catharsis. And a catharsis is where you're in this down stage, right? So it's kind of like winter. It's a winter stage. But what comes after winter? 
spring. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'll sit here and do so, my season. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way it cycles go. Our lives go the same way. So it's like we I was in that winter time. I'm I'm right now I'm actually coming out of that winter. I feel my, I feel myself I'm still in it. But I'm in February. Well, you you don't know winter because you're no, in Key West. Right. No, I mean, out there in Washington, you know, I experienced that winter, so it's like, you know, out there winter starts like around, you know, the end of November, like Thanksgiving is when it starts and Coming into f- the end of February, you start to see the little flowers start popping in and out. Right. You, know? you still got snow coming in, but it's 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 a slow transition, and that's the way. It, it doesn't. It's not like today's winter and it's snowing and it's dark and gray, and then tomorrow, boom, it's sunshine and flowers. Everywhere. It doesn't work. It's a very slow transition. It's very interesting how it works. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to go out there. I want to experience that. I've never experienced that before. All I've seen is just sunshine. You know, and it's funny because people out there will kind of like. Why would you want to leave that? You know, it's people. I try to explain it. I'm like, I need to see a change. I need to see something different. That's the only way to grow. You got to see something new, see something different. That's how you're going to, ah, right. this is what this is. This yeah. is how it goes. You, you got know, a so. full, I mean, you got a, a life experience that you can talk about forever. Like right. whenever I go on vacation, I go somewhere, I talk about it for like, the next three, four months. Right. Like that's all, that's the only thing I talk about because it's like, it's a life experience that I, it's rejuvenating. Yes. It's something that you, you may not have experienced and I have a story to tell now. It's like, exactly. You know, that was part of my whole thing. It's like, well, you know, I drove out there, right? right? And it's 3,500 miles. And <laughs> the drive back was not the, the best one in the world, but we made it through. Uh, but, you know, I got out there. The very first week of August, right in the prime of summer, right? So I saw, not only did I see, but the thing is me, I, I, I see past also just the, the nature of things. I see people, like I'm starting to see how people also change, right? So it's like, it goes, summer rolls in, people are bright, just like the summertime is, fall rolls around, you start to see people kind of, you know, I'm not going to say depression. That's not really the word, but it's, it's, you know, just like how the seasons are, you know, and I feel like our lives kind of go into. They mimic it though. They do. We go, we are very, we're very cyclical and, and people don't realize those things. It's, it, you know, when you're having a bad time in your life, it, it, I don't want to say enjoy it, but take appreciation for it because guess what? After that winter, you're going to have spring, but it's that transition. And that's where I feel like I'm at right now. I'm in that ending of winter, but I'm not out of winter just yet, but I'm getting into that spring very soon. These flowers are starting to boom, you know, it's, it's the rain is starting to stop. The snow is starting to melt, you know, and coming into the next year, depending on when I start the academy and all these things, I mean, I'm very positive for it, man. And and I'm excited because I feel that I'm just ready. I'm ready. This, uh, we were just saying about, you know, it's not a, a, it's not the closing of a chapter anymore. It's literally the closing of a book. Fire was one thing. I'm going to, I'm going to say, you know, the seven years from the age of what, 13, right? To, to 20. All right. Makes sense. I mean, it totally because my winter was my dad passing. That was some, that was a tough year, two years for me, but then. I get into that mindset of like, okay, I'm ready to become something in my life. I want to make my dad proud. I want to make my family proud. 
I want to feel that I am providing for this world in some sort of way. Like we were saying, I had that warrior ethos in me. And we, I was also saying about how I feel that there's, we have like past lives. I really feel that. And I'm going to say that in my past life, I was some kind of warrior. You know, I had some kind of like, I was something. I wasn't no, no poet or anything like that. I was, I was something along those lines. And now I'm in this world and it's like, I'm, I'm trying to find that path. And I still feel that I should have gone to the military. Um, but life gives you different doors. I feel like there's not just one destiny, one door. There's, there's, there's a few of them that are offered to you and you just, you just choose the one that's, that's appropriate for you at the time. And like I said, I mean, 10 years ago, I was never, I was not anywhere near the the shape that I'm in physically or mentally. So yeah, I could have gone in the military, but who's to say I would have even done it or passed it, you know, past buds training and the whole thing. I mean, that's, that's a crucible that you got to go through now is a different story. I mean, it's a little late for me to do it now, but that's where this whole police thing now is coming into play because, like I said, I'm not just going to be a police officer just to patrol streets. I'm, I'm ready to move up in ranks and do my thing. So the whole seven-year thing, is it, it really resonates with me because, like how you were saying, it's like I do feel like every seven years you go through a phase. You go through these cycles where absolutely they're lengthier than just our seasons are, but – for the first two, three years, you're like in the spring. And then the next two years after that, you're going into that, that summer. And then you're going into that fall. And then you're going to go into your winter and you gotta figure it out. Yeah. It's, 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 you have to learn. You have to learn what it is that you want to do. You're in that, in that beginning toddler stage where you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're absorbing the information. You're learning about the job, you're learning about the tasks that you have to do, you're absorbing information from here, there, and everywhere, and then you become, uh, I don't know, you just got to you gotta figure things out, you know, is it? I have a, there's something that, that's really resonating with me now, uh, now that I'm older too, and I have to listen to other podcasts and read books and everything, and it's, people are afraid of, I mean, you hear this all the time, people are afraid of failure, but I think it's more, I think it's more than just failure. I think people are afraid of adversity. They're scared of adversity. There's and and with me it's like, you know what? Bring it on, motherfucker. I want it. I want that adversity. I want the challenge because I know I'm going to grow out of it. I'm going to learn something out of it. And and man, I I posted it's like there's there's things that I read all the time and it's like Nothing's going to teach you a lesson better than like a heartbreak. Oh, for sure. And a heartbreak isn't necessarily a relationship, right? We're talking heartbreaks with, I mean, it was a heartbreak for me to leave Washington. It really was. I mean, it really was. I mean, those people really took an appreciation for me. The appreciation that I have been looking for for a decade. I never got it. I'm not going to say I never got it because there were people down here that did give it to me. But out there was different, man. Like I was accepted by these people as if they know me their whole life. It was, it was crazy. And to leave, it was hard, man. It really was. But as a man and the whole masculinity thing, 
It's, it's, you, you have to do what you have to do without putting emotions into it. People put their emotions into things too much nowadays. And you want to feel something and, and, or you feel something. And so you react towards that feeling, right? But you have to logically, at least for men, for women, it's a different thing. But for men, we have to be rational in our mindset. We gotta, we have to know that although this hurts, what we're about to do, but it's the right thing to do. It's what we need to do. If there's a difference between what you want to do versus what you need to do. And that's where I feel like that adversity comes into play because that adversity scares you. It's like, shit, I'm about to go through some shit now. But you got to go through some shit to get to the other side. It's right. the only way to do it. And people are afraid of confrontation or scared of getting in. They're scared of telling this person how they, how, how they feel about a certain thing, you know, and, and, and you can't be afraid. Of, and that doesn't mean to be an asshole, right? You don't have to be an asshole in life, but you got to be assertive in life. i made a post the other day that one of the things that I enjoy so, that I, that I, I, you know, kind of admire about the pirates and the cowboy outlaws, Although they did bad things, but dude, they got what they wanted because they went after it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I feel like that's the true definition of a man and masculinity. It's, it, you're not going to get a handout. And even those that do get handouts, well, guess what? You can get more if you worked for it and you, and you went out and got it. Look at you, right? All this time. And look, now we're sitting in your, here I am sitting in your, office in your little studio and, and we're having a podcast. We're not doing it through the phone anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? So me, same thing. I, I opened up my gym. I did my thing. But at the end of the day, my destiny isn't that anymore. It's like that book is done. It's it's I'm ready to provide for this world in a different way now. And who knows, maybe 25 years from now, once I'm retired and I'm doing something else, it could be going back to the whole fitness thing, but I'm going to be in a much different place. And I'm going to be, you know, we were talking about that as far as like where I want to take the whole alpha ethics thing. Right. My thing with alpha ethics is, yeah, I want to teach men how to be men and, and, and not, I'm not going to say teach men how to be men. Cause that's not, I, I'm nowhere near what it is to be a man, no, but right. you're trying to build a community. Though. Exactly. And we all are going to help each other do it. But I feel me being a police officer and having that level of responsibility and honorable, uh, well, I guess we can call it respectability, right? Honorability. I have that level of where people can kind of look up to me. So when I, when I say, Hey, I, I have a workout routine that's meant for a police officer, a fireman, a military, a personnel, whatever the case may be, whether you are one or want to be one or don't even wish to be one, but you kind of want to train in that department and in that fashion. Well, if I'm not any of those things, well, who's going to listen to me? You know, but now I, I am that thing. I am that person that I said that I want to become. Right. So people would take more of an appreciation towards it. So I understand. I keep building that up because for me, it's just going to be more than fitness. It's going to be fitness. It's going to be life coaching. It's going to be because I've been through the freaking crucible this last fit 10, 15 years of my life. And it's like, I look back and I'm like, I've come a long way, but damn, I got a long way to go still, you know? So. So, you speak a lot about alpha ethics. 
So what's the next stage? Because, I mean, you're not going to completely stop trying to build a business and a brand, though, right? No, I'm not. Um, I just feel like that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort to do it. And I'm not in a rush. That's the thing. I'm not in a rush to do it. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing as far as with the Facebook group and keep building that up. And then for this next year, my goal is to continue what I've been doing. So that's how you build a brand though. Exactly. You got a community that's behind you. So Mm -hmm. then you can then branch it off and you can do the t-shirts. I mean, there's plenty of people who, you know, they have t-shirts, brands and hats and all that stuff that they sell. So, I mean, you, you seen the shirt that I was wearing, the Southernmost Strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you don't got to completely stop, but I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're trying to devote your time more into your career and then that. Yeah, be- because then at the end of the day, I, there's, there's a investment at the end of the day for it. And to be honest, right now, the finances aren't where they should be. You know, I just made this move and you know it's 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 hard right now and my goal right now is for the next couple of months let me let me rack some bread up with this new job that I'm going to start now at the airport and i feel that with that once i have some just a little bit of money i can now convert that money into an investment to make those shirts and make this brand just a little bit more than where it is now because it's surprising to me that I have this following in this community already for the short amount of time that I've had it. Right. So, you know, that's kind of like my my number two thing right now. You know, my number one thing is I got to build that bank account a little bit. Build that bank account, invest some money into Alpha Ethics, make some shirts, make some hats, you know. I'm even planning on doing some workout routines for people. Where I'm not necessarily coaching, but I'm just providing the workouts and maybe a couple videos for people to follow along with. Um, but once I'm, cause that's the thing. Once I go into the academy, that's going to be another hiatus. That's going to take a lot of my time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you know what I mean? You're 30 on that one. Yeah. So I feel like it's okay. It's out there, right? Alpha Ethics exists. I actually had the domain name. I own the name. Everything's there. So once I'm in the account, I'm out of the academy and I am on the road. Okay. Now I got my career. Now I can focus on this. Now I can start really pushing that hard to kind of build it to where I wanted to get it to, which is basically, I mean, at the end of the day, being even just being in my patrol car, I can make videos. Oh, absolutely! You know what I'm saying. People do it all the time on TikTok. Absolutely, <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> I don't watch TikToks, but, but it's true though. Yeah. You're right. I mean, and that's my thing. I can make quick little videos, motivational videos, and 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 you know, I, I and that's the other thing is that I want to attract the right crowd. You know, right now it's kind of like it's kind of sporadic. I want to make sure I attract the right crowd, and I want to attract you know those that are thinking of becoming law enforcement or firefighters, first responders, all these different things, because it's going to, it's going to be more than just police. It's going to be all those first responders. It's going to be everything. So already being in that world, I kind of know more about it. I'm in the world. I have more knowledge about it. Therefore I can provide more information for people, you know? So yeah, I kind of know how to 
create a workout for police officers, firemen, all that stuff, but not as much as I'm going to know once I am in that uniform. Right. See what I'm saying? So I feel like that's going to be more of a benefit. So right now, basically, the whole goal is to kind of maintain it. Keep a maintenance going on Alpha Ethics. Maybe do some shirts, things like that in the next couple of months. But keep keep people on the line. And then it's just going to take off once I'm out of the academy. Yeah. I mean, this is like the time to kind of just, you know, taper down a little bit. But keep keep the people's minds on that. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be in their face every single day. But if they can see something once a month and it's like... Because you got a dope logo. So it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where, all right, I've seen the logo association. Oh, he's got shirts. So you buy a shirt. I like, the, right. I like the logo. And then, you know, you, you, you have them going and it's an additional part of your income, you know? Because who knows totally. what, what can happen? You can open up a little shop, not a shop, but like a, a online store, have them print the shirts for you and right. not even worry about it. That's money in your pocket every month. That's absolutely pocket change, you know? And you're and you're in that world, so you, you know we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about that oh, once, once. I've listened. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the amount that I've been diving into all this, like it's it's crazy what I've learned in these last four months, five months. That you know, like because we started talking about doing podcasts together, mm-hmm. and then the amount of evolution that has happened with my my knowledge and all the like everything is. You're hungry, bro. Yeah, but it's it's crazy to to know how much stuff is out there, mm-hmm. and that's why like I keep sharing information because I haven't talked to you about this stuff. Like I haven't told you about like I'm no, really not. Right now. I mean, I've so, I've because I've just been you know with the whole move and everything, and and, and I've been in my I've yeah I've really just been diving in. I I don't talk to anybody really other than someone in passing or. If I'm BSing for a couple hours on, you know, mm-hmm. Instagram or whatever, but no one sees or hears from me unless you text me and say, Hey, let's hang out. Or, yeah, totally. Know? So, and that's how you got to kind of be. I mean, you got to have a little bit of fun here and there, but you, you, if you're not, no, nah, a lot one day, that's it. Yeah. One day. That's true. Just to wind down. You have to, because if not, you just, I guess I've been there, man. I've, I've put in too much and I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. You will burn out eventually. Yeah. And it's happened to me. I mean, look at, I mean, it happened to me with coaching. So not now. I'm really not burnt out. I'm just I'm I'm just ready for the next thing. That's all really it is. A lot of people are like, yeah, but you're a great coach. I'm like, I understand that, but you can't force something on on me that I just I'm just not there in my head anymore for it. I it's it's like it's like trying to fit into shoes that don't that don't fit you no more. They're really nice shoes. They're great, but I don't fit in them anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's the best analogy I can have. And people have a hard time with that. People kind of want to keep trying to fit into those shoes, and it's like eventually, hey, bro, you just gotta size up. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna end up busting up. <laughs> yeah, you can get a, you can get the same pair of shoes, but you just gotta size it up. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with whatever you're doing in life. I feel like, you know, you're you're you want to. It's like for me, that's what it is. It's like I'm looking at the bigger picture, and it's like. For me, coaching is more than just being in the gym and teaching people to squat, deadlift, these things. It's the people relationship. It's you're, it's you're in a, in a transition. Yeah, you're, you're taking that part into another element of life. Exactly, and it's funny how you said it. It comes full circle. Yeah, it's like back then, it's going to be in the back burner. You're going to do this to get you ready for that again. Yeah. So cyclical, it's not, man. It's not bullshit. It's it's. I mean the. 
the the thing that I love is you know I I think because of the amount of reading that me and you have both been doing and how much you dive in to your reading because you sit there and you recite things word for word I'm like what the fuck is this doing <laughs> like you 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 memorize it but I'm actually gonna tell you something about that real quick so because what I do is I rewrite books wait yeah I rewrite the book so you plagiarize Ain't no sense. For my, for my sense. I'm not publishing. So what I do is I read the same. That's the thing. Like people read a book to read a book. Okay. But where's the application? Because I can sit here and I can read a hundred books by the end of the month. But you need to apply. And the only way to apply is by understanding what the fuck you read. And to understand what the fuck you read. For me, I got to kind of rewrite it in my own words. So what I do is. I'll read that same chapter, sometimes even the page, over and over again. I thought I had some kind of ADHD problem, but I, it's not. It's just I, I need to really focus. I'm so focused in on the book and what I'm trying to read that I, I catch myself reading. Oh, but, but he said this. Oh, but uh, wait, let me go back. And I go back and forth, back and forth. I'm studying it. So what I did was, okay, let me do this instead. I grab a notepad and I read it and then I rewrite it in my own words. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's worked for me, man. And so I, I actually end up grasping the knowledge a lot more that way. I end up like retaining the knowledge. Like it's, it's, it's in my head. So that way, when somebody asks me a question and I kind of bring up something from a book, it may not be in the exact same words that the book was written, but it's, but you can kind of get what yeah, I'm saying yeah, from the book. I just, yeah. and just in a different ways. I'm paraphrasing in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the whole thing. Something you should try, honestly. I mean, it's not too hard. I mean, you just kind of, it takes a little bit longer to finish a book that way, but, but that's what you're, that's the whole point of reading a book. It's to learn from it, you know, and right. you kind of, I mean, I've read The Way of Men, I think, four times already. Yeah. I literally I have mean, read I mean, I think you read it twice since you left, right? Yeah. And I've read it. Three times. So I've read it three times because I read it out there one more time. Right. And before you left, you said you were going to read it again. And then I was like, oh, yeah, because it. it's just every time I read it, it's just like a new, it's like, wow, you know, and I'm going to be honest, man, that book changed my life. Jack Donovan, The Way of Men. So anybody hearing this, that's a book you got to get. Yeah. It's like rewatching a movie over and over and it's like, oh, I missed that part of the movie. Is that how come they found the clue? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the next one is uh, Becoming a Barbarian, which I've read just once so far. Um, because there's three parts, right? there's three parts. Yes, you got the way of men. Then you go into becoming a barbarian, and then a more complete beast. Yeah, I gotta get the second one. I've read the first one, and then uh, I'll get into the third one eventually. But you know, I got all these other books. I got oh, so I many. I, but I see, that's the thing. Like sometimes you just kind of have okay. I got all these books, but pick one, and you're. I, in my opinion, I feel like you're gonna learn more. By rereading that same book three or four times and then moving on to the next one, I feel like you're, that's how you're really going to retain more knowledge because our brains can only handle so much. Oh, yeah. And then you're going to start mixing things around and then you're oh, going to end I, up going back to the other book anyways. And it already happens. I mix up shit all the time. And that's okay. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's that's how you learn. But I've gone into that world where I've just done that. I just I get a book. I rewrite. I, I freaking rewrite the book. I just not. It's not the whole book, but... 
certain parts of the book, I kind of rewrite. I'm like, okay, let me, let me paraphrase this in this sense and see if it makes better sense if I write it the way I would say it. So another one, good one I got for you. It's an old one too, is a mind gym. Who wrote that? I can't remember the name of the author, but it's, uh, it's actually, uh, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. He helped write the book. Okay. So it's, Fitness related, but there's a lot of takeaways for just general life. What's it called again? Mind Gym. Okay. So like mind as a mind, gym. gym. Yeah. Got you. It's a great book. Okay. Great book. Small one, little short one, which are usually the best ones. Right. Right. So. Cram packed with mm-hmm. a bunch of little, you know, mm-hmm. gyms and then. I just read it once, um, but that's another one that I got to sit down and reread a couple times. Okay. Can't hurt me. I don't know if you've got your hands on that one. Um, uh, Goggins. Uh, yes. Yeah. That is a. That's a. Uh, the funny thing is, you're the person who told me about him at first, and uh, I'm somebody who really believes in like uh, uh, rules of three, mm-hmm. things like that. So what ends up happening is you were talking to me about it, and then. He ended up coming across my news feed because, you know, I follow nothing but business and uh, entrepreneurship, all, all that, that stuff. So right. his his post kept coming across my uh, my news feed and then someone shared it. And then I was like, holy shit, he, he keeps coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, man, this dude's story is actually pretty dope because they played the intro like that, right. that, that triumphant music, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm listening to a story, and I'm like, "This is somebody I can actually like." You can relate to him. I mean, I mean, it, when you, when I'm feeling like I got a shitty day, listening to some Goggins, that man. I mean, you can't have that man got dealt a very shitty hand. Right. I mean, and to to go from where he was at to where he now is, I mean, man, I'll tell you what, like, you know, most people they get out. Of where he was at, and they make it to oh, you know, a CEO or something or whatever. And this man weighed three hundred pounds right. and became a freaking seal. Yeah, like that's well, he went through all four of the military branches, right? I, well, he his thing was he he failed. Um, he was in first. He didn't go through all four, but he he went. If I remember, if I recall, I think he went to, to the army. I believe it was, and he got out. Something along that line. And then what I do remember is that he had failed buds a couple times. But he kept going. That was his thing. He just he would not stop. And if it wasn't one thing, it was another. And it just kept and then finally he just got through. But it's just the whole takeaway is adversity. It's going back to what I was saying. It's like he kind of fed off of that. Like it it's like, oh, Tell me I can't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell me I can't do it and watch me do it. Yeah. Well, he's also like, uh, I think he's, he's labeled as the fittest man in, in the world. He's, well, it, it depends on the different, you know, aspects. I mean, because Rich Froning's really known as the fittest man on in the world yeah, yeah, because yeah, of but, CrossFit. Right. But this man has done remarkable things. I mean, this man's ran some ultrathons and he's done like, you know, but... Apart from all of that, he has done, he's broken records. I mean, he's done, but the thing too with him is that, I mean, he's physically, he's been broken down in the middle of races, bones, and like, like, 
and he's pushed through it all. Like that's the thing, like where he's been able to challenge channel whatever the hell is going on at that moment in time is not going to stop him. And he's going to continue to go forward and finish off what he's doing. He may pay for it at the end, but he gets through it, you know? And I have an appreciation for motherfuckers like that. I just, uh, for me, and it's funny because I I had this conversation not too long ago back in Washington where there, the guy I had asked, uh, he asked all of us, you know, it was a group of us coaches there and stuff. He just had, he just threw the question out there to us of like, when do you rest? Like, when's a good time to rest? When do you rest? Whatever, you know? And he brings up, no, because, you know, I listen to Jocko Willink and I listen to Goggins and, you know, these guys. And so, Somebody had mentioned, well, if you listen to those guys, you're never going to be good enough. That's, that's not the mentality to have though. See, I don't look at it that way. I'm not, I know I'll never be a Jocko Willink. I know I'll never be a Goggins, but that's not the point. The point isn't to be like them. The point is don't give up. Right. And resting, as far as resting goes for working out. Yeah. I know, I know some people like that. They don't, they don't want, you, they don't believe in reading. Or, or looking at those type of people, they just work, you know? And it's like, right. And it's like, no, these people have done the work. I want to learn from them so I can do the work myself. Right. Exactly. All it is is it's an inspiration. That. That's right. all it is. And it's like, cause it, for my, for me, when I feel like I'm going through some shitty moment in my life, bro, like I said, I just look at Jocko Willink. I just look at, at Goggins. Right. And it's like, well, shit, I got no excuse. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that, it, it just motivates me to continue going with what I'm doing. And that's the reason why I train the way I train physically, because curls are fun. You know, bench press is fun. All that. I do it all. Of course I do, but I have to do my workouts. I have to do my Metcons because I just don't want people to have an advantage over me. That's just point blank. There's something about. I get this. I'm I'm an addict to that feeling of I just put my body through some crazy shit and I am alive right now to see tomorrow, you know. But when I'm in the middle of that so-called pain, which is not pain, it's discomfort, I put those people in my mind, and I don't just put them in my mind. I think about fallen soldiers overseas. I think about you know people that have really. Have been in pain and been through some shitty situations where they don't know if they're going to live or not the next day, you know, and that's what pushes me. That's what keeps me going. It's like, you know, for me, it's just that feeling of I can accomplish this because if I can get through this 10, 15 minute workout as, as shitty as I feel right now, I'm ready to take on any little thing that life throws at me right now. I can do it. I'm just, and you know, me with the whole gun thing and the whole preparation, I mean, right in this bag, we can, when we're done, we can kind of go in, into depth of what I got in here. Oh, that's your go bag. That's my go bag. Uh, you know, I call it my EDC bag, my everyday carry bag. And for me, it's, oh, but you're paranoid. No, I'm not paranoid, motherfucker. I'm prepared. I'm prepped. Maybe I'll never have to use it. That's fine. But I'm prepared. If something happens, but see what I'm saying? Like, that's just my mentality for anything because I just have that thing in me where it's like, I don't want nobody to have a second advantage on me. I don't, or have an advantage on me. I don't want, you know, me caught with my freaking pants down. You know, like shits. Something's happening right now and I can't do anything about it. And bro, there's people out there that are, that are okay with that. 
And that's fine. You want to be a sheep, you can be a sheep, and the wolf is going to come get you, but that's where that sheepdog comes into play. And I feel like we we need more sheepdogs in this world. And you're not born a sheepdog. You have to become a sheepdog. You have to, yeah, some of us are born with that mentality. Maybe I was born with that mentality, but, you know, my father's passing, I think, has a big role with that. You know, it has a huge role in that, where I always carry that in the back of my head. I'm like, I wish he was still here. I wish I could have said I love you more. I wish I could have told him how much I appreciated him more. But I don't have that chance anymore. But what I can do is take those feelings and channel them to never have to to, to basically not let that happen ever again with anything I do. Right? Somebody's robbing the store. I can prevent that from happening, perhaps. Somebody's getting beat up in the street. I can stop that from happening, perhaps. You know, there's a perhaps. You know, it's not guaranteed, but it's a possibility. And it's just that's how I live my life with anything. From working out to hopefully when I get out of the academy, become a police officer. It's just everything that I do. And I also organize myself. So, like, the whole alpha ethics thing, too, right? It's like... I want to build that up. I really do. But I, I know that right now, I, I feel like I opened it up at the right time. Right. It's there. Let it let it do its thing for right now. I mean, you have people posting in it already. Yeah, it's I mean, incredible. Even, even while you're not posting it, they're posting. So it's Absolutely. Already, it's already up and running. And that's the goal. That was really what I wanted to do. I kind of, you know, let that, let that roll, let it happen. I put my things here and there. Boom, boom, boom. But watch, watch when this next year rolls through and I get out of the academy and things like that. Because one more, I mean, if you look at it from where I was when I first opened it and then you start seeing posts of me in my uniform, like, that's going to show something. People are going to be like, well, damn, right. this guy's serious. This guy, this, this guy doesn't stop, you know? And, and that's then, what people need. They need an example. I, they need an example. Lead by example. Right. Yep. But look, man, we're going to wrap this up. I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Um, this was a really good one, and uh, we'll do it again, man. Hey, I'm glad to be back, bro, and I'm happy to, to actually be in the actual studio now. So, Right. <laughs> I, we're going to be doing some more now. Ain't yeah. no more phone calls anymore. Yeah, now no, it's no, actually face-to-face. This is different now. This is a little bit better now. I like this, man. So, like I said, you're doing great, bro, and we're going to keep pushing, brother. Yes, sir. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 